This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes! It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Odyssey in Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! of the High Hopes podcast, an edition we have patiently, well, maybe not patiently, we've been waiting for it happened. Calmly, yes, calmly. He's gone. What'd you say? Calmly. We've calmly. Yes. Yes. There's yes. no, no passion calmly, behind calmly, no complaining, no call. And look, I don't revel in anyone losing their job. You know, he seems like a wonderful man. He had really nice comments on the way out, but thank God, Jack Fritz, because we, I mean, we don't need to dive into why it happened. We talked about it a million times, the, the in-game stuff, the culture, the literal corpse of a body that he would sit in the dugout with and not pay any attention to a baseball game. Like, there are a million reasons, but, you know, I didn't see it coming, Jack. After they won the game on Wednesday, they didn't do it yesterday. I was sure if it was going to happen, it would be on the off day. And then, of course, it happens this morning. Take me through the gamut of emotions, because I know Jack. Jack calls me. On the, I'm producing the show, and Jack calls me. He's like, did you see what I sent you? I'm like, no, no, what is it? He's like, Salisbury. Check Salisbury. So I check, and it's like buzz that it's happening. Oh, actually, I think you had actually just gotten in. I think you No, right I called you. No, I called you. It was you. called. That's yeah, what yeah, I thought, because yeah. you got in right after it happened. And I, I was like, oh, my goodness. And I go to like look at it, and literally two minutes later, Jason Stark, boom, it's done. Um, Just take we a bunch to do this will be a shorter one obviously we told you the analytics are changing well, we'll we be here oh by the way presented by miller light bang thank you miller light if miller light had not come on board i don't know if today happens i mean it changed the whole ethos of the season celebrate responsibly the official part of the philadelphia phillies we love miller light we'll tell you some more about that later but um jack uh take me through the gamut of emotions i mean if, if we talked about this a lot it finally happened yeah, it did. And um, I, I, a part of me is sad that I have to delete the Girardi files from uh, my, my... <laughs> I know. You were, like, coming in every day and being, like, three new entries, man. Yep. Three new entries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> I was always that guy that was like, all right, the, the manager can't really affect that much. The, man <laughs> the, manager, the manager can only do so much, and it falls on the players. They're the ones that have to step up. Until I saw Joe Girardi manage a baseball team. Um, and I, I never used to do the whole, well, he's costing them this game and, and he's lost them 10 games this year. Dude, Joe Girardi has cost them at least five to 10 games this year alone. And, and that is too much for uh, even a team with as much perceived talent as they have to, to, to overcome. It, it was every single friggin' night. And it, and it wasn't even... Making mistakes is whatever. It, it was never learning from mistakes. It was how they played, how lifeless they looked on a night in, night out basis. How I mean, the last week with the little league errors that they have had uh, for really the last like few weeks. I mean, the the Atlanta stuff. I mean, it was like back to back. They had the Adubel play, obviously, which was worse. But the night before, we don't even talk about the Cassiano's Quinn play because the Adubel play happened the night after the Schwarber play the other night. That like it's really been like. A week and a half, two the weeks. The Familia just, play? The Familia? Oh, my God. And not just that. How about tie your shoes, buddy? Like, I mean, it really, it really, you know, we joke around about bad news bears type baseball, and we've seen a lot of it in Philly over the last decade. Like, the last week and a half, it, to your point, Jack, it felt like it was amplified. It felt like it was every night there was going to be something so stupid that we would lose our minds about it. 
Yeah. And at some point that stuff just, it, it just culminates in having to move on from the manager. So, um, you know, I, I saw it coming out as I was, as I was on my way in and James, like I'm being dead serious when I say this. And like a lot of this podcast is telling people exactly how we feel about the baseball team. <laughs> Almost to a fault. Jack. I know. And it, I, I'm just telling you that I feel like I got my baseball team back. It's awesome. Like, I, I feel like I got my baseball team back. I, I couldn't take the lifeless performances. I couldn't take the, the, the post-game press conferences where I felt like the guy didn't want to be here. And as you and I and our listeners know, it's been a long time with losing baseball here. It's been a long time uh, with the longest playoff drought in the National League. We got over 500 for the first time last year in a decade, and it was 82 and 80. It wasn't even an accomplishment. And I just felt like the guy that was supposed to be my leader, the guy that I was supposed to turn to that I could trust, didn't want to be here. And if I have that feeling, I felt like the players had that feeling. Uh, I'm sure he probably lied to Dombrowski and told how much he wanted to be here, but I don't know how you're Dave Dombrowski. You've seen baseball for, I don't know, 50 years now um, that you, you couldn't get the sense that he didn't want to be here. So it, will it work? I'm not sure. But I think the people that are way too like, ah, it's a manager. Ah, like there's other problems. Like I get it. Like, dude, I get it. I understand that there's other problems with this team, but he was a big big reason why they're in this scenario, not just because of the in-game decisions, but a lot of how this team was playing, the messages he was sending, the always managing for freaking September in mm -hmm. April, the always looking ahead rather than managing the day. The, every time the freaking camera would pan over the dugout, he would be face deep into his binder rather than being on top step. Even Gabe, like Gabe, I didn't see one time he wasn't looking at the field on the top step. Gabe was on the top step, like, all game, every game. Being like, engaged. Let's go back, talk some of her sec, back up. Like he was locked in, dude. Yes. In. Yes. And, and, and still is. You saw it in this past series. He still is in, in San Francisco. He's doing the exact same thing. He's locked in on the game. Yeah. So it, it, I, what a crazy, Jack, real quick. What yeah. a crazy thought to, to have to think that we have to say as a, as a baseline thing, we want our manager to appear like he is invested in the game he's managing. Like that's how bad it got with Girardi. Well, but, but honestly, James, like, why even bring him back on a one-year deal? Like, would you be? Oh, I don't know. Would you be motivated? Know. He's a lame duck guy. No, no. I wanted to fire him last year. I, I think it was a. I actually think it was a big mistake because now you're almost. You know, look to your point you just made. I don't think firing Joe Girardi is going to solve all this team's issues, especially with the Gene Segura injury and especially with the, you know, tenuous Bryce Harper elbow and all these these factors and and whatever. Like, I don't think it solves all their problems. I don't think they're all of a sudden going to be a, you know, the bullpen still has issues. There are still flaws on this team. But if nothing else, like, why not try? Because maybe it gives them a kick in the pants and maybe it saves a season that was supposed to be special. And to your point, Jack, like, Fire him before the season. Fire him after last year. Bring in your guy. Like, Dombrowski was so clear. He was not Dombrowski's guy. We talked about this so many times. How many times have you could ask about Girardi and say literally the phrase, Joe's fine. He's a fine manager. Like, he said that like four or five times, man. Like, can you think? Like, if you're talking about... Like if you were talking about to someone in Jack's, uh, someone asked you, you know, uh, outside of you know the famous, um, the other guy I do the podcast with comment. Like if someone was like your co-host, you know, what do you think of him as a as a co-host, as a as a as a partner, and what you do? And you were like, oh, he's fine. 
I would be I would be like devastated. That would break my soul, man. Like, cause it's so clear that you're not invested in that person. So, like, if Dombrowski is that, right? And he's coming into the season, it's a lame duck year, and they're not giving him a contract. Like, why not bring in someone you you trust? Bring in your person and let them have a staff. That's why, like, right now you couldn't even bring it. Everyone's like Leland and Banya's like, what are you just gonna bring him into this mess? Bring him in without their own staff, without their own real opportunity to succeed from the start. Like, and we'll get to Rob Thompson, and I'm I'm excited for the guy. He seems like a a, a baseball, you know, he is a baseball lifer, and he seems like a good dude who people like. He cares but about like, being here, I'll tell you that. He does. First, he first does. manager yeah, job, yes. I think yes. so, and I think he's going to care about this opportunity because he's waited for it his whole freaking life. But still, to, to your point, Jack, like, they, they should have done this in the offseason. Like, this was this was destined to fail, the Girardi, Phillies, Dombrowski thing, because, like, it was never the plan. Like, it's never Dombrowski's plan. Yeah, and and especially, listen, I know Dave hasn't been around for a while, but the fact that they were able to move on from all of those player development guys and, and wanting everyone to be on the same page and wanting to communicate well and having to listen to the press conference today where it's like, yeah, we're going to make sure we talk to players and we're going to make sure that huh. that we are <laughs> that we are the like we're going to be in the clubhouse and we it just felt like a bunch oh, of veiled oh shots. My goodness. Oh my goodness. It was it was wild. Of course it was. There's no Jack, th- th- it doesn't feel like there's no other way to interpret that than Girardi was not communicating with the players, which by the way, by the way, is the reason they got rid of him in New York. You know, the reason they got rid of him in New York is they wanted Aaron Boone, who's someone they thought could relate to players better, could, could communicate with the younger players better and stuff. Like, this is par for the course with what they said about him coming out of New York. Yeah, and it's what sunk him there. And um, ultimately here, like, they, they talked about it about three or four times. Like, listen, we're gonna, I, I want to get to know these guys, and I want to know what makes them tick and, and connect with them on a human level. And and not just sit in my. It was almost like I don't want to just sit in my office and and not be around the guys. And you know, I thought Rob Thompson. He said, "Yeah." That reminds you of Andy McPhail a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> honestly, like it's just wild. I mean, from McPhail to Girardi, um, just in terms of of sounding like they don't want to be here. Um, but it, you they know, don't care about the players that play for them, you know, in any meaningful way. You know, what it felt and what I was found so. What I found so interesting, James, is that these players aren't dumb. Like, they know what the outside noise is. And at no point in the last two weeks did one player come out and say, I want to play for Joe Girardi. He's our not guy. Even, not even that. They didn't even defend him in any way. They weren't like, Joe's great. Like, there was, it's a great point, Jack. There's not one. There was a zilch. And I thought that Bryce's comments today were one of the most fascinating things I've ever heard a player say. Where he was like, it's on us, but it's on him too. When have you ever heard a player say that? Like, when have you ever <laughs> never, heard never. a player with a manager that just got fired? Yeah. Now, I know Bryce yeah. lapped the curveball machine, and I know that he was... But he liked Gabe. He liked Gabe. I think man. he liked him, but I also think he didn't think he was the right guy for the for the job as Agree. well. Agree. Um, and, and for him today... And I do think, to our point, Gabe learned from being here and is better in San Francisco too. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, he also has... Way more talent. Well, yeah, just on, on the pitching side, at least. Um, but yeah, I just like Bryce today saying it's on him too. It, like that's a very revealing statement from the leader of this team saying, "No, nah, like we listen. We know we got to step our game up, but please don't distract from the fact 
that he was bad too. And and yep. I don't know what game did it, but I I if I could if I was a betting man, I don't ever gamble. I uh, would never, obviously, ever bet <laughs> yeah, on sports. Yeah, we've never talked about your betting streaks <laughs> yeah. one way or the other on uh, this podcast. By the way, I haven't, hit, I haven't hit a same-game parlay in, like, a decade, I feel like. But, <laughs> so we're back. Oh, yeah. could, it, could not possibly be more yeah. back. Um, but if I was betting on the game that ultimately sunk Girardi in in this clubhouse's Bryce's eyes. eyes, clubhouse's eyes, yeah. Yeah, it would be the Canable game. I mean, the, the game in... In Atlanta, where Bryce hits the go-ahead home run, there's a lot of oh, positive yeah. momentum, and and Nick him Nelson. not coming. I think I think of it as the Nick Nelson game, right? But him not yeah. going to Knable and Knable damn near calling down from the bullpen, like put me in. I yep. think that says something, and it's not trusting your guys, and that's what I I liked a lot of what I heard from Rob Thompson today about trusting guys, and he talked about the the, the bullpen usage. Jim, would you use three uh, uh, guys three days in a row? And he was like, I'm going to look guys in the eye, and if they tell me they can go, I'm going to trust them. Yep. And I just yep. think that players respond to that. They don't respond to the computer or the binder telling them I'm down today. Because how does that – how does a player respond to that? Like That's how does, a great point. It is, there is That's no human point. aspect. So – um, yeah. And you want these guys ready every night. You never know. What if you tell someone you're down tonight and it's a 1980 baseball game or whatever? Like, it's just, it's so crazy to think that you're telling one of your 26, 27, 28, whatever is guys at the time that, hey, you don't have to worry about coming to the stadium to compete tonight. Like, what? What? Yeah. Like, that's crazy, Jack. And like, I just, it's pretty funny. This is, oh, go ahead, finish up and I'll, I'll go, ahead, go ahead. Well, no, but like, um, you know, I, I don't know if this is a direct correlation, but maybe that's why uh, Jerry's familia had his shoes untied and mm-hmm. forgot to cover first base because he was checked out because he was uh, completely checked out of the game. It's a great point. So I went to the game the other night. We'll get to more of it. You know, I'm not going to say that I made this happen, right. but I'm not going to not say that I didn't have a hand in this. Uh, so we went to the game the other night, and uh, for those who haven't, we talked about WIP, but if, if you haven't heard, um, the one of the crazier things that's ever happened to me at a baseball game, maybe the craziest, Jack, in that I'm walking to go get a hot dog. You know, we're there with a bunch of WIP listeners. The midday show, we had a great time. It was awesome. And, you know, we had a whole section. It was 333. So it was like the way top, you know, of, of the third 300 level, like in the far corner, like all by ourselves, whatever. And I'm back and back me and I had to look over, and I'm like, wow, I'm like, and it's a guy with some some fans kind of just talking to whoever, you know, people. And I'm like, wow, that, that really looks a lot like John Middleton. I'm like, you know, it's not John Middleton. And then I walk over, I kind of get a little closer, and I, I hear the voice, and I'm like, we don't curse on this podcast, but I'm like, holy bleep, that's John Middleton. And then I go up, I'm like, hey, nice to meet you, whatever. I go back to our section. And then all of a sudden, John Middleton wanders over to our section, ends up spending like two hours, Jack, from the fourth inning to the end of the game. We all like shook John Middleton's hand at the end of the game. Just they're talking to us and talking to our listeners and all that and whatever. You know, I've I've ripped John in the past. I'm sure if, if Warren tell ripped in the future, I feel like right now he's the one guy who I'm not ripping, you know, out, you know, clearly he's the, he tried, you know, this is kind of on the other people. Yep. We'll get to Dombo and all that. But um, but it was really interesting to kind of you could tell that he's was thinking about this, like the way he talked about it, the way and he, you know, he said it's Dombrowski, he trusts him a lot, but like it was not foreign to him, the idea that Joe Girardi would be fired. And um We'll get small. I'll give you a little nugget later because I may or may not have went out of my way to talk about how excited I was about the Ani hiring. But we'll get to that. 
Um, little tease. Yep. But uh, but it was really it was really interesting because because you could tell and and callers have called into the midday show today and, and even yesterday and said it when we were talking about it, where it was like you got to feel like you could kind of feel that that Middleton they certainly were thinking about this and then obviously it ends up they win the game and it still ends up happening so. Um, you know, I just think it, it was a fascinating experience to be there and kind of talk to this guy and see him, you know, react to these questions without telling people that, you know, he was really thinking about firing Girardi, but like kind of, you know, it was clear that it was certainly something that was on the table, you know? Yeah. And, and, um, honestly, shout out to John for doing that. I mean, it's been a, that, that was dude. It was so cool. I said it to him. I'm like, do you understand what the people in these stands, like it means to them that you're out here, especially at a time where the team's struggling, like. It was really cool, Jack. Yeah. So, um, you know, <laughs> uh, good for John. And you bring up that weighing on him. And Dombrowski pretty much said today, like, they decided this after the Mets series. And they let him manage because, well, they didn't say this. But they definitely didn't want to fire him while Cave's in town. Um, just Which was clear. I said that on the last pod, right? I said, I, I can't remember. I think it was either Franski in L.A. or someone else tweeted. They're not going to fire him when Gabe's in town. And I saw that tweet and I was like, oh, yeah, they're definitely not going to fire him when Gabe's in town. Yeah, but um, after the Mets series, and then thank God. I mean, it was a three-game sweep against your division rival. Um, but you bring up you, you bring up Dombrowski and Middleton, and it is just... It's good and it's and it's refreshing just how much he trusts Dave Dombrowski. There was a point there, um, you know, but with the McPhail and Klintak where it felt like Middleton was way too hands-on, like was way too involved. And it felt like it was kind of panic decisions and, and whatnot. And then he brings in Dave Dombrowski. And, and listen, Dombrowski certainly has a, a hand in, in how this season has gone. Um, but I think it's 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 just so telling that you know Middleton wasn't at the press conference today. He was always at press conferences, uh, and and that Dave Dombrowski had said like I didn't talk to one player, and this was pretty much just John saying, okay, if you believe this is right, then then you do this. And I I think that's a good place to be at, at, at with an organization, especially how we felt I don't know two years ago, uh, yeah. where it was like he's way too hands on. So. Um, whether it backfires, I obviously hope it doesn't. Um, I think that's important. And, um, you know, I just hope that Dombrowski's right. I appreciate that, that Dave also went on a run this morning and decided it was the right <laughs> thing to do because I don't know about you, James, but I also went on a run this morning and uh, thought, I wonder where he might've gotten that idea. We maybe, both, you know? we both came to the same conclusion. Uh, we should fire Today's the manager. The day. Yep. Yeah. So, so, uh, well, I'll what if you're running at the exact same time and thinking about the exact same time? What if Dave was listening to I Hopes while he was running? You think about that? Well, he just going on an hour run, apparently, which... That's no joke, Jack. That's a long That's a long time. <laughs> it's like, a serious run. I have about a half hour a day, which is what I do just because it works out timing-wise. So, I mean, that's a long time. To, to, there's no way you're just thinking to yourself. Um, so... That was interesting. That me and me and Dombrowski both both runner guys both think about mm -hmm. the Phillies on our runs, and and I'm sure if the Phillies going to run here, that we can start run Dave run, and we can he can hopefully join our movements. Ah, uh, what a great! I love this. Yes. I'm all in on this. Yes. I I actually like run Dave run more than run Fritz run. No mm. offense. Um, I hope there's none taken there. But to your point, it is interesting because you know my good friend John Middleton, when I was hanging out with him, he did talk a lot about how 
much he trusts Dave Dombrowski in about 50 years of baseball experience. And I said to him, I'm like, listen, like, I appreciate that. I want an owner who is going to hire smart people and let those smart people do what they're good at. And he was like, yes, exactly. And I do think you're right. I think that with, it almost feels a little bit like um, to do an Eagles parallel, like when the, the, you know, chip, the chip thing and Jeffrey was like, I'm taking back my team and kind of got too involved and then, and then backs off again. It almost feels like that kind of thing where it was like Clentac and McPhail. It's like, Oh my God, what are they doing with my team getting involved and then able to back off when he brings someone in he trusts. And I think the interesting thing with Dombrowski, and I think there are real fair criticisms with the on the field decisions. And look, I don't blame him for Schwarber struggling or Cassie. I was like, you yeah, that stuff happens, but you know, you can clearly point to moves, the bullpen. I mean, you and I both came on here and, hated the Juris Familia signing when he made it. It has not worked out very clearly. You know, uh, it, many, like last year, point to Chase Anderson and Matt Moore. I mean, they barely missed the playoffs last year. If he signs two starters for the same amount of money who were, you know, Robbie Ray or whoever you want to talk about. Walker. Guys who signed for, yeah, exactly. Whoever it is for those those type of salaries that you could have gotten, like maybe it's a whole different season last year. Like you can point to that stuff. But I will say, and again, to the point with the Ani thing, and I said it, I said to John Middleton, there are four people that I hyped up to him. I was like, I talked about, you know, I know we're struggling on the field, but John, I want to tell you that I really, because we we're talking about Dombrowski and I was like, this guy knows what a winning organization looks like. And he was like, exactly. And I was like, I love what he's done behind the scenes. We always talk about the on the field stuff, but Preston Mattingly, Ani, Brian Barber obviously came before, but I think he's done a great job. And I was like, the driveline stuff, I think all this stuff you're doing is really smart and i really hyped up on it i was like the shifts i use your line i was i was laying it on pretty thick but 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 not well but you didn't feel like throwing in and jack frets i mean like that i mean i'm trying to establish a little credibility with the owner all right Uh, what do you want me to do here um but (laughs) yeah i love you well no it's just it's really just born out of supreme jealousy like i I get it you you have no idea how much it pains me that you guys talked to milton for like two hours it was it was and again credit him like he talked to he talked to like billy t from princeton yeah callers he talked to wip call and 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 when like afterwards when billy was leaving like 45 minutes later as he was walking out john middleton goes billy t from princeton arm angles buddy and it was like like, not only did he spend the time talking to this dude, but he actually, like, paid attention and was invested in all that. So, like, it really was – it was an awesome experience. It, I've never – you know, I'm talking to, like, an owner, a billionaire guy. Like, I've I've been around other owners. I've never had a conversation with one for, like, 20 minutes or whatever. And, and he was really – he was really cool. But it, w- it was fascinating. And, and I hyped up that – but my point with this being that I do think there are real criticisms you can make of Dombrowski on the field stuff. But I think when you look at the whole picture of what he's doing – and the more important, ultimately, we're prisoners of the moment, but the more important stuff is the infrastructure he's building behind the scenes to change this culture. Like, it's hard to come in and fix the last few years, the roster that's been decimated. I mean, the fact that they've spent, you know, and all the things with the records coming out with, like, the Pirates at this payroll and the Orioles at this payroll, like, it's crazy, but it's more shocking just how much money the Phillies have spent for the talent that's on the field, if you know what I mean. So I think that, like, it's a tough fix on the field, but I, I think that we have to remember the the other stuff Dombrowski's doing, I think, is looking good and is ultimately significantly more important. Yeah, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll obviously get more into that as the summer goes along here yes. and, and as the draft approaches and our guy Brian Barber continuing to just stockpile talent down there. But 
Oh, I may, I mentioned him. Good. It's like Brian Barber's doing Arga? a great job down there. Uh, and did you also mention out. like listen to the Iowa's podcast or like did you plug anything? <laughs> Yet again, I I felt weird plugging stuff. I tried to do <laughs> no, a normal combo. I'm just, I'm just next kidding. time, next time when he's like, I liked you, I'll be like, well, let me tell you something, yeah. buddy. Let me introduce you to my friend Jack, and then we could really have a deep. <laughs> And uh, maybe we can invite him on the podcast, and we would have we would do like really big numbers if we did that. Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be cool? Um, yeah, we but, thought. And the thing with Dombrowski is, um, I'm really curious to see what's next. You know, moving on from Girardi is one thing, and and it's something that had to happen. And honestly, I'm glad. Like honestly, I just sit here glad. Like I'm glad they Me didn't too. they didn't wait for this because because June is the month that they're gonna turn this thing around if they if they ever are. Um, if they ever are going to, and the to... schedule does get way easier. Like I know it's like a BS type of thing to say right now because they stink, but like the schedule is like way way easier after you finish these next two series. But even now, I mean, the D backs stink. Yeah. I mean, the D backs. Angel, were... Angels are Angels have lost eight straight games. By the way, well, we're talking about the Angels coming in town. They've lost eight straight so, until, until they until they face the Phils, and then oh, the, the, the Phils get them oh, hot again. So, of <laughs> um. No, but you 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 do it now, and you give the you, the most important thing is figuring out in the next two months if it was the manager or if it's the players, yep. and that's Dave's next step: is does he have winners here or does he have losers here? Because if this team can't put it together against the June schedule, we know they 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 choked last year against it, um, but if they can't if they can't go on a little bit of a run here. Then he can confirm that no, like Joe was a problem, and he definitely was. But there's something more here than just moving on from the manager, and that's the most important part of what happened today. And giving them two months of runway before July 31st, like that's the most important thing. So I I'm couldn't agree more. Man. Really, just excited to see what these next two months look like. I couldn't agree more. It's worth a shot. It's worth a shot. Like, and again, this was a season with lofty expectations and to the point we made about Middleton money spent attacks finally gone over. Like you don't abandon that 50 plus games in. And as we've said a million times, you can't fire the players. So you know what? Try anything you can to salvage and save this season. Weirder things have happened. Teams have fired their managers, seven games below 500 and made the playoffs many times. So, you know, it, I would, you know, I don't know the numbers exactly, but uh, you know, it happens. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm 100% with you. All right, couple quick things then we'll get out of here and and in a minute we'll tell you about the ring the bell night again. Um but and you know shout out to Miller Lite. I mean <laughs> I plan on going thank, home watching the you. Phillies. I'm drinking Miller Lite right now. Yeah, by the way, as I I'm plan on By the way, uh Jack knows this, but I have a strict 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 no recording on Fridays policy cuz it's like my only night off with Emily and Zoe. That wow, I, you're just I, like you know, Girardi. Yep, but you know what? We're here. And if I didn't have this Miller Lite, I'd be a lot more upset about it. I wouldn't. This is fun. I'm enjoying your company. I have but a still, strict. God's Miller. I have a strict, strict, strict. Uh, you know, Girardi's old thing was was no no bullpen usage three days in a row. I encourage three or more beers the nights that Girardi is fired. Uh, so no doubt. Yeah, oh, that's no doubt. that's my no personal <laughs> personal restriction. No doubt. All right. So two things, and then we'll get out of here. Okay. Um. Uh. Rob Thompson, because we haven't really talked much about him. What are your thoughts? And outside of the fact that uh, just a PSA, because this is going to happen eight zillion times, it is Thompson. Hard to say. Comes out as Thompson no matter what. But there is no P in it. I yep. guarantee you it's going to be messed up on Twitter eight zillion times. 
Um, but what do you think of Rob Thompson? Well, here's my thing. They called him Topper today, which I thought was a little weird. Ooh, you know, I kind of like Topper. Uh, yeah, like topper? I, I can't tell Thomper or Topper. They said Topper. I would go Thomper. I like Topper. What do you like, Thomper? Yeah, Thomper. No, Topper's better than Thomper. Topper, there's no correlation. Okay, this is definitely a a a Twitter poll. Thomper, Topper, no context. Thomper. What's what's a better nickname? Thompy. Thomper or Topper? The Jim Thomey. Toppy. Uh, anyway, Jim Thome. Um. Jim Thome. That was the best. <laughs> My mom called him Jim Thome. Thome, then it was Thomey. There were so many. Oh, it was infuriating. Um, uh, you know, I think he has a chance here. I, I honestly, I wouldn't put it at he's going to be the long-term manager. Or he's, no, any of that I don't, stuff. Think, I don't it, think most would. But. No, but I do think I there have been times in the past where I've heard Bryce come out and talk about him and, and seem like it was in a really positive light. And I think that... You know, when you're a bench coach, you don't have the pressure of, of being the manager. So he's definitely been around these guys more. He can maybe be the players' guy. So I think that they know him better. Um, you know, seems like a guy that's going to relate to these guys, going to try to get to know them, which I wanted to hear and, and really up the communication. So um, there's talent here. There's there's been talent here, and he seems like a guy that can hopefully just trust the players. They played baseball their entire lives. You don't need to manage them like they're like they're a bunch of babies. They can go be major leaguers. And I think he's going to kind of just let guys go and go play. And it does seem like, I mean, it was interesting tonight. I mean, his first lineup, he's got a bunch of kids in there. And I know that Segura injury uh, obviously uh, sped that process up, but Mickey, Maton, Stott, Bohm, all the bottom of the lineup. It was a lot of lefties, so he can definitely late in games. Madden can can put four, uh, you know, can uh, put a lefty reliever in and, and could possibly face four straight lefties. Um, but other than that, like I thought it was interesting. The young guys are playing. It seems like there's a, a renewed... what a what a change. Oh, it's crazy! What a, what a crazy Wait, concept. The young guys, what a thought. Yeah, so I think I think there's so a there's there's a chance here for his, sure. Uh, you know, not real grave, but was fired grave in that one. Um, look, I'm with you. And if nothing else, it's also exciting for him. I mean, this guy's been in baseball for like over 30 years. He was with the Yankees for like 28 years or something like he's been, this guy has been around the block. He has been on a lot of teams and a late, he was a minor league player. He's a minor league coach. Like he's one of those guys who's really run the gamut and really like toiled and 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 you know worked his butt off to get to where he is and to finally at his age get a chance to actually be a manager of a major league baseball team like that in in and of itself is super awesome and you know look he's got a real opportunity in front of him yeah, if he can well, rally these guys if he can make the right moves like maybe if they go on a run you never know well right? and, like and Mike, uh, Mike Schlitt or whatever was supposed shield. to be our manager in St. Louis said show whatever uh, I always want to say another word uh like but he 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 won games and he got the job. Like Jack McKeon won a freaking World Series. He was supposed to be just an interim manager for half a season, whatever. Like you never know if you can really, you know, capture like some magic in a bottle type of thing. Like it could lead to something. Well, and frankly, you're like you going through his resume and all that. It actually reminded me of, of this is ultimate best outcome possible, but it's a lot like what Snitker did. I mean, yeah. Snicker. Uh, it, it, dude, it, it's actually, <laughs> it's a great comp. It's exactly like Snicker. It's exactly like Snicker. So we'll see, right? We'll see. But I'm just glad it's not Girardi. And if it turns out to be Snicker, sure. If not, bring me yeah, Raul. Sure. Bring, bring me yeah, Raul. Bring me, bring me Raul or Placido Polanco, yeah. and I'm all in. I want Raul. I, that's my, as of now, and we'll see what goes. And I would be fine with Placido too, but like Raul is, I think that's the higher. Like, I think it's the right guy. Anyway, well, that's. 
for future pods. Um, all right, last thing for me, and I don't know if you have anything else, but but ring the bell night. Um, so we are giving tickets away on WIP. Listen this week, the morning show, the midday show, the afternoon show. You'll be able to win tickets on WIP. Call in. We'll get you tickets. Plus, look, it is uh, it is next Saturday. So there's a week from tomorrow, June 11th, 4.05 start. We're actually going to be down there for a meet and greet in Liberty Landing, the Miller Light Liberty Landing at 2.35. So we'll be down there. But listen, if you can't win, if you don't want to call in WIP, whatever, just visit phillies.com. There are tickets there. You can get tickets. We're going to be in that area. We'll probably be hanging in the Miller Light Landing area. I would guess the whole game, certainly a large portion of it. That's what we did last time. We spent the whole game there. Come to the game and hang out with us. Like we have said a zillion, if you listen to this pod, you know, we've said it a million times. Like our favorite thing is meeting High Hopes listeners. Like you are our people. We are all the same sad, diseased group of people who have chosen to spend a large portion of our life loving this sad, diseased team. So uh, it means a lot to us when we meet others like us. So, you know, come hang out. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. Second. Um, yeah. So um, come hang out. Well, one more. One more Willer Light thing. If you're going to move on to one I'm last not, thing, I'm uh, not. I'm not. Oh, I'm okay. Not. Well, oh, I'm just good. saying. I'm just saying. Like, listen. Uh, I I understand calling in and winning tickets. Unfortunately, well, that's that's how we kind of have to do it this time. Yeah, we have to do. It. Yeah, this. Uh, trust us. This was not our choice, but this is the way that it needs to be done per the bylaws of such things, you know, giveaways and whatnot. So but if you can't call in, definitely come get tickets and hang out. It's going to be the first one of the year. We'll have other uh, kind of watch parties and stuff like that. But we always love just hanging out at the ballpark. And, and another Ring the Bell night later in the season as well. Yep. So fun times. And, and by that point, I mean, the Phil's will be back to 500. So it'll, oh, be, look at you. it'll be a really a ex- exciting time around the ballpark. All right, and also shout out to the uh, Miller Lite account of the week. If you're in the Havertown area off Westchester Pike, the Yard Pub Miller Lite $3 draft specials for all Phillies games is a great place to watch Phils and any other Philly teams, and they have a $25 gift card to give away at 94wip.com to the Yard Pub, so uh, click on the contest page to register for that. We freaking love Miller Lite. It was Miller time to celebrate to uh, fire Joe Girardi, yep. and they did it. They did it. So thank you, Miller Lite. We have you to thank for this, I think, in a weird roundabout way. Yeah. Good things have happened since Miller Lite has come uh, come aboard. And uh, It is true. You're yeah. right. It's yeah. a really good point. For sure. It's been it's been mostly good stuff. All right. Uh, you got any final thoughts before we get out of here? And, and we'll be back. So here's the deal. If they sweep the Angels, you'll have a pod Sunday night. If they don't, it'll probably be Monday. It's an off day. You never know. Sunday or Monday, a pod will be out no matter what. Fair? Fair. Um okay. This might be a little premature, but I am already comparing the Girardi firing to the Bobby Abreu trade of 2006, <laughs> where they were 49 and 56 when they made that trade. Love it. Ended Love up it. with 86 wins that year. Uh, I need a, a similar kind of turnaround from this baseball team. The Joe Girardi Boa, firing. It was Boa still then, right? No, it was Charlie. It was 06. It was a Char- Charlie. So Charlie was, was so Boa was 05 then. I think okay. I think that was last year. Okay, cool. Yep. So that's the official statement is that this is the Abreu trade all over again. And winning times are ahead. Yeah. And you know what that means? Way more Miller's Light. Miller Lights Lights. for Phil's wins. Miller's Light. I'm like, you, look at this. You've infected me with your problems of saying No, it's Miller Lights for Phil's wins. It could also be the multiple Miller Lights that I am deep. I told you it's Friday, Jack. All right. You know, give me a break here. Miller Lights. 
for Phil's wins, and there's going to be many more in the Rob Thompy era. <laughs> Topper. Topper. All right. Uh, we'll be back after the weekend. Uh, I'm going to go put my daughter to bed. Jack's going to drive home and watch the Phil's, and we all get to enjoy not seeing a corpse of a manager managing our baseball team. So this is good stuff, Jack. I'm pretty excited. He's fritzed himself. We'll see you later.